In this episode, we'll talk about artificial intelligence in the Apple home, get caught up on some news from the past couple of weeks, plus I've got a pretty major development for us here at My Home Get Home that I think you'll be interested in. So, let's get into it. internet my name is dustin and this is the my home kit home podcast and here we look at the smart home with an apple home and accessibility focus so i've missed a few weeks but with good reason if you follow us on social media and you should links in the show notes you may already know that my family and i including my home kit home will be moving back to the united states after nearly 10 years of being based in mexico I've taken a brand new job, which I'm really pumped about, and I'm looking forward to growing all things my home kit home back in my original home in Texas. So with that being said, I am looking for some people to collaborate with on various different My Home Kit Home projects. So if you or someone you know are interested, feel free to reach out to me at questions at myhomekithome.com or slide into those DMs on socials at myhomekithome. I'm thinking I might do a move-in video or a live stream to kind of get some new fresh ideas on where and what I can automate in the new pad. So definitely stay tuned to the YouTube channel for that one. All right, so with that out of the way, let's catch up on some news that I've missed since I've been dealing with moving stuff. And speaking of moving and starting a smart home from scratch, smart home hubs and bridges that work with Apple Home are almost mandatory and there are a bunch of different ones to choose from. One that has been on a lot of people's radars recently is the Homey Pro, and it's possibly even more enticing now with the activation of its thread radio. Now acting as a full thread border router, you can directly connect matter over thread accessories to the hub without the need for a separate border router for true local control. If you're unfamiliar, the Homey Pro is insanely versatile with 2.4 and 5 GHz Wi-Fi, Zigbee, Z-Wave, RF, IR, BLE, and probably a bunch of other acronyms that I'm forgetting. This compatibility and versatility does come at a price with the Homey Pro setting you back a pretty penny, but it might be right for your Apple home considering its flexibility. Now, if you've been looking for a thread-based dimmer switch that you can connect to the Homey Pro or directly to Apple Home, Innovelli has got one on the way. Pre-orders are now live for Innovelli's first switch to work with Apple Home over Matter, and it's more than just a thread dimmer switch. Supposedly, these dimmer switches work without a neutral wire, which can be a deal breaker for some, and can even work without that neutral wire in some multi-switch setups. And as if that weren't intriguing enough, these thread dimmers also feature a separate programmable button and an RGB LED that can serve as a visual cue for the on-off state of the circuit, or better yet, set up to serve as a smart home status indicator. As I mentioned, pre-orders for these dimmers are open now at 50 bucks a pop with some savings when bought in multi-packs. And one final word here, as Simon from HomeKit News points out in his original article linked in the show notes, certification for both Matter and Thread are listed on the Innovelli website as pending. It's likely that the hardware requirements for both are present in these switches, but they're still awaiting the final certification from the Thread Group and CSA, so do be aware of that. In more matter news, and apparently something that just slipped by me during CES, GE Lighting has announced some new matter-compatible full-color under-cabinet lighting solutions. Coming in an edge-lit strip or an LED puck, both can be either hardwired or outlet power depending on your needs. These new lighting fixtures start at $60 bucks and will be available at U.S. retailers later on in 2024. 
In the fall of last year, we reported on an FCC filing for a supposed successor to the Eve Cam and DoorCam. And while that one hasn't quite hit store shelves yet, Eve Systems has registered what appears to be an updated Eve Outdoor Cam with the FCC in the U.S. While we can't gather many specifics about the device based on these filings, these types of documents tend to surface preceding a product release. So if you've had your eye on one of the first-gen models, you might want to hold off a bit. Standby in iOS 17 was a great addition for Apple Home users, essentially giving us the ability to turn our iPhones into smart home displays. Sadly, this feature did not make its way to iPadOS, at least not yet. However, if you've been looking for similar functionality, but maybe want something that takes the whole experience several steps further, Wallflower just might be the app for you, and they just updated it with some awesome new features. Of course, Wallflower 2 allows you to quickly control the smart home devices in a specific room or an entire HomeKit home, but it's the addition of the clock, weather updates, calendar events, and smart home status notifications that really make this app stand out. I really like the idea of this app, and while it was primarily built as a visual dashboard for your HomeKit home, it's surprisingly accessible, though it could definitely use some tweaking in this regard. Navigation is intuitive, most all buttons are labeled, and semantic structure is intact, but there are some elements that aren't properly represented with voiceover. Wallflower 2 is definitely worth checking out, especially if you've been looking for an Apple Home dashboard for your iPad, and I left links to it in the show notes. Speaking of software updates, a few weeks back, Apple dropped iOS 17.3 with the new stolen device protection feature. While you should definitely turn this feature on, here we're more concerned about the smart home, and unfortunately, there wasn't a lot going on in this update in this regard. We did get collaborative playlists in Apple Music, which allows you to invite people to add songs to a playlist. This can be really cool for things like parties, road trips, or like my wife and I are using it to add songs to my daughter's favorite tunes playlist. With this update, Apple also introduced AirPlay for hotels. This new feature will allow you to connect your iPhone or iPad to your hotel's TV by scanning a QR code. This new feature is said to first roll out to the IHG group of hotels, the kicker being that the TV itself also needs to support the feature with the LG Pro-centric line of smart TVs leading the way. Apple also released 17.3 updates for Apple TV and HomePod, with the latter only getting bug fixes and stability improvements. Apple TV, however, saw the addition of a wishlist to the revamped TV app, which is a carryover from the now-retired iTunes Store app. The latest wave of updates are available now for your Apple devices, so get on it if you haven't already. Not only will you get some awesome new features, but keeping your device's software up to date also keeps it as secure as possible, a lot like ExpressVPN does to protect your online browsing. Look, what you do online is your business, and ExpressVPN helps to keep it that way. With 256-bit AES encryption and a strict no-log policy, ExpressVPN locks down your online browsing whether you're at home or out and about on public Wi-Fi networks. They've also got you covered on almost any device, and with 500-plus servers in nearly a hundred countries, you can check out content from all over the world. Also, ExpressVPN just launched their native Apple TV app, which is awesome. I've been protecting my own internet surfing with ExpressVPN for years now and recommended it even before they became a partner. And now you, exclusively as a My Home Kit Home podcast listener, can get three months of ExpressVPN for free by going to expressvpn.com slash myhomekithome. Lock down your browsing and unlock 
unlock a world of streaming content. Head over to expressvpn.com slash myhomegethome for more info. Our last bit of news today that'll take us into our topic discussion is from Sensible, who have announced a deeper integration with ChatGPT in their app. In my review of the Sensible Pure Air Purifier, I noted its Pure Boost feature, which analyzes information like your location and indoor and outdoor environment data to make sure that you're coming home to the cleanest air possible. This fancy automation can also integrate the Sensible Air to use your AC's fan to help clean the air more efficiently. The integration of ChatGPT takes this whole idea a step further using natural language to create routines and automations. So Sensible gives the example of telling the AI that you like to wake up to a warm room with a follow-up question from the assistant regarding your wake-up time and then it creates an automation that cranks up the heat 15 minutes before your usual wake-up time on weekdays. It's not asking an assistant to control a device or even asking an assistant to create an automation to control a device, but rather it's using natural language to interpret what a user might want and then creating an automation based on that conversation. The big difference here is that the interaction is conversational and collaborative as opposed to transactional and unilateral. Now, I'll be the first to admit that it's not completely natural for me to just go into a chat room and say, I like to wake up to a warm room and expect something to happen, but I really like where this is going. This is also a very simple interaction, but could potentially pull in information from a bunch of different sources like your location, weather data, calendar events, and more to really fine-tune these automations. This is super useful and we see similar actions within Apple Home itself with Siri suggested scenes and automations. However, they aren't tailored to the specific user. Instead, they analyze accessory types, other nearby accessories, and common actions in order to make these suggestions and a lot of times they do work, but they are pretty basic. Sensibo is using natural language processing based on large language models to help create these automations, but I think AI can go a lot further in the larger connected home. Let's take, for example, security cameras. We're used to cameras using AI to recognize faces, pets, cars, packages, and even Akara has their hand gesture recognition, but what if AI could help sharpen and enhance footage that's maybe lacking enough light? Let's also consider person-specific automations, which is something that the smart home to date has struggled to address. With facial recognition, a user's preferred lighting and heating and cooling preferences can automatically be activated. Taking this idea a step further, if more than one face is recognized, a more general lighting and heating or cooling mode can be set. Imagine device control and content restrictions automatically being enabled once your kiddos enter the room. Expanding on this, accessibility needs can also be addressed automatically enabling sound recognition and visual confirmation for people who are deaf or hard of hearing, audible feedback for those who are blind, limited distractions for those who are sensory sensitive, and the list goes on. I imagine this would involve creating general profiles for various disabilities, but there's no reason why these profiles couldn't be automatically modified based on the tendencies of the individual user. Music and other media is another area where AI could totally sweeten the smart home experience. We already see this to a degree with Siri suggestions for different music to play or if we tend to play a podcast at the same time on the same days. I've even noticed that Siri will try to figure out what type of music I want to listen to based on the day of the week and time of day. 
It's neat, but misses the mark a lot of times, and I don't know about your experience, but it seems to me that Siri tends to suggest the same songs on repeat. Speaking of Siri, there have been lots of reports of Apple's voice assistant getting an AI boost here in the near future, but I'll believe it when I see it. I'm in the camp that feels that Siri mostly does what I need it to do, but it is long overdue for an overhaul in its fact-finding and how it delivers that found information, especially on HomePod. If I ask Siri on my HomePod what the best washing machine is to buy, I want that information from the HomePod. That's why I ask Siri on the HomePod, not on my iPhone. In the meantime, there are ways to use shortcuts to supercharge Siri on your devices using ChatGPT. Now, I haven't played with this one much, but I first came across it on the Hey Techie YouTube channel, and I'll leave a link to Steven's video in the show notes if you want to check it out. I also think about AI helping out with preventative maintenance around the house. Now, it's pretty common for air purifiers and mini split systems to keep track of the health of your filters and let you know when it thinks they need to be swapped out. But what if AI could gather usage trend data from other air cleaners and HVAC systems in your local area and local weather patterns and compare that to your specific device usage in order to make maintenance recommendations? Hell, let's take it a step further and integrate calendar information to automatically set up the best time for a maintenance worker to stop by. Or to go even further, if it's a trusted maintenance worker, you can automatically generate a one-time pin code for your smart lock with restricted times for when that maintenance worker is going to stop by and they can come in, do their work, and it's as if they were never there. Besides, of course, that debit card charge. What about lawn care? AI could analyze data collected from your smart sprinkler controller, soil saturation and grass type, your backyard weather station, local forecast, and your family schedule to determine the best time to send your robot mower out. Let's take it even a step further and consider the grid forecast feature Apple added to the Home app in iOS 17. As it stands now, this gives us data on when your local energy source is the cleanest, but we can't currently act upon this data. But certainly this is the eventuality, and obviously this is going to have massive implications for the smart home. Adding clean energy production as a condition for automations will take what are already widely held as energy-saving steps that much further and will have far-reaching impacts that go well beyond the smart home. Now, you've probably noticed my fairly frequent use of the word data over the last few minutes, and this is something that definitely needs to be handled properly, especially when it comes to our homes. Data privacy and security must be at the core of any smart home device or service, and Apple has a stellar reputation in this regard. But as I always say, if it can be created, it can be destroyed, and the more complex and advanced our smart homes get, the more opportunities there are for compromises and vulnerabilities. Thankfully, there is a regulatory movement, albeit a slow-moving one, to increase transparency when it comes to data privacy and security, especially for IoT devices. I think the biggest hurdle to regulating and codifying standards related to data privacy and security is just how quickly technology is evolving, and legislators, at least in the US and in the EU, seem to be having a hard go at grasping just exactly what's going on and knowing how to keep the public safeguarded. Ultimately, we need to bear in mind that nothing is free, and increasingly we're paying for services not with our money, but with our data. And when that data comes from our habits and routines, we need to be vigilant about who has that data, where it's going, and what they're doing with it. And with that, I'll hop off my soapbox now. 
If you like this episode, don't forget to follow, rate, and review us in your favorite podcast app. And tell your friends about us. Follow us on social media at My Home Kit Home and subscribe to the YouTube channel to see the smart home transformation of our new place. And don't forget to check out the blog over at MyHomeKitHome.com for all things Apple Home and smart home accessibility. Thanks for listening to the end and we'll catch you in the next one from the new studio. Take care. Take care.